0: And hey guys, good morning! Welcome back to an episode of Folders and Backwards, the mid-morning solo cipher. It's a girl, you are truly ruby red. Wishing everyone a wonderful Wednesday and a happy Vestalia to all of us. And shout out to the beautiful Roman Roman Virgin Goddess Vesta for the next seven days. Um, the honor is yours, baby. We're we blessed for your energy. We're grateful for your um, abundance, for your blessings. For those who are like, I've never heard of her. Um, Vesta, again, is the Roman virgin goddess of the hearth, most specifically. Her dominion is the stove. So if you are a baker, a chef, a eater, you know what I mean? If you are greedy and you appreciate a good meal, a little homage is, you know, never gonna hurt nobody. Vesta is a representation of fire. Her oldest physical representations are of fire. She is purity, hence the virgin title. She is passion and possibilities. And she's often represented by a donkey for the simple fact that back then, you know, an you, uh, ass is what pulled the the mill things so you know green is what bakers use it all goes together right ain't that cute i like that so shout out the rest of and um yeah happy vestalia vestalia is also the kick off to the annual solar eclipse for those who might know or might not know shout out to all my astronomy and astrology lovers um, every month, every new moon, scratch, every year in the month of June, when the new moon rises, it crosses the sun. Um, it's an observation that has been being witnessed for as long as humanity has been blessed with both the moon and the sun to share the skies. And it has a lot of mystic and lore and wonder attached to it. I personally love the um solar eclipse of June. I don't catch it every year. The first time, I remember when I learned about it, I was in about fourth grade and I was so upset that by the time I got out of school, it had already passed. So I couldn't see it, but I did get to see like the moon passing it, but I didn't get to see the whole thing. So I was a little confused. Anyway, fast forward, the last time I got to see it was about three years ago. And that was absolutely the best because I was out of New York. I was out in PA. I was in the Lazy River, actually, in Sesame Place. And I had the absolute best fucking view. It was so beautiful. And for those of you who are regular listeners, you know, I love water. Water is healing. I'm a Pisces. Um, I'm at home in water. And because of that, You know i was just in the right place at the right time and it was just a great opportunity to meditate and to just absorb all the energy and the beauty of the eclipse for those who would like to bear witness if you're on the east coast i can help you out it is expected to be visible at 641 we will not have a complete view over here but we will have partial view um those in the West Coast and the Pacific South, South South Pacific, I believe. Check your if you haven't check your calendar of 2021, your magical beginnings calendar of 2021 holidays and um events is definitely listed the best places to see it and all the um partial views. Um, if you don't have one, you can get one from um my Etsy shop, www.magicalbeginningshop.com beginnings and shop share one s yeah it's downloadable it's easy click it it has all kind of cool events for um celestial planetary movements um holidays for gods goddesses nymphs sprites all kinds of just cool energies that you can just tap into so make sure you get that check that out leave me a review let me know how you like it back to the um Eclipse though. So yeah, tomorrow's the eclipse. I just wanted to make sure you guys knew about it and not only make sure you guys knew about it, I wanted to talk about it. I wanted to talk about a couple of my favorite cosmic movements and events that can be utilized in your magical workings as well as your everyday practices in the pursuit of self-betterment and the pursuit of happiness and just the, the, the fucking journey of understanding ourselves our life and our existence the planets play a big role the energy that they omit play a big role being aware of them understanding them and utilizing them is nothing but beneficial so i just want to share a couple of my favorite ways to utilize some of these cosmic events starting with tomorrow so with all eclipses, be it lunar or solar, they are a amazing time for shadow work. It is when the sun, the masculine, the illuminator, the giver of life meets, whether it's a solar eclipse where it's shadowed by or a lunar eclipse where it shadows the moon, the feminine deity, the energy of mystery, of wonder, of emotion, right? So those are two complete opposite but equal energies that are united physically. And that's a great time to work on self, meditate. I suggest I suggest meditation during eclipses. I suggest shadow work specifically whether it's healing, discovery, or redirect them. Again, you have very powerful lunar and solar energies working together. Depending on, you know, other planetary alignments. If you're one of your person who likes to utilize planets fully, and you're working, you know, you might decide to tweak the type of meditation. But meditation and shadow work is always always yield positive results during the eclipse. Besides shadow work, um, lighting candles are a very positive act of attracting energy and paying homage to the sun during eclipses or any time of the year, day, night. I mean who don't like lighting a candle, right? So much energy in a candle. But um yeah, lighting a, a candle to attract the solar energy, to reflect the solar energy and allow the sun to know that you see it is paying homage. Once upon a time, you know, bonfires, like the fire festivals, the pagan fire festivals, like literal big-ass bonfires were held to let the gods of the sun know that we love them, we respect them, we are them, we, you know, we embody them, we, we are one. Is a respect and connection thing. You know, like I'm always going to preach that we are our own gods, but deities, they're forms of energy. And, you know, I think we just give them physical representations to make it easier for our physical, mortal minds to comprehend. But realistically, the energies that are embodied by every deity exist within us. And this is why. We are God. And this is why we should pay homage, because it's paying homage to ourselves. I like the, I've like been known to fast during the solstice as an act of homage to the sun. It's just respect. You know what I mean? It's just utilizing the powers above, along with the powers within. Your own passions, your own masculinity, your own drive, your own ability to provide life. Um if you are more of a lunar person and you want to do workings more towards the lunar side and pay homage more towards the lunar side um like i said earlier with me i'm a water person baths are amazing um leaving out a bowl of water to absorb the power of the moon being amplified by the sun directly behind it tomorrow specifically and then you know Drinking that water. This is a great time for moon water. I've talked about moon water before. um, Moon water is a great way to capture lunar energy during the full moon. And during the eclipse tomorrow, it's going to be an extremely powerful energy to capture via water, via mirrors. Mirrors are very advanced forms of magic and energy working. So, you know, do it. Caution. If you're a newbie, maybe do a little research first. But... um. Yeah. Those are my favorite ways to work with the eclipse. I like say I do a lot of shadow work during those days. I do a lot of sh- a lot of shadow work preparing for those days. I've already taken my spiritual baths. I've been fucking astral projecting not consciously, mind you, not willingly, like just erratically the last couple of nights. I'm seeing a lot, a lot is being revealed, but that's because I'm, you know, I'm already Tapping into the energies, because even though the eclipse hasn't happened, the alignment is there. You know what I'm saying? And I'll be working on everything. But those are, you know, good practices for those who would like to work with the eclipse tomorrow or any of the eclipses throughout the year. And all eclipses aren't visible, whether fully or at all, depending on where you are. So if you are aware of an eclipse or if you are in a location where the eclipse is not visible at all, you can still do this work. I mean, I wouldn't bother going outside and meditating with the hopes of, you know, visually see. obviously you're not going to see it. Like I like to meditate outdoors during eclipses when they're visual. But if I can't see it, then I utilize that time to meditate usually in the bathtub and water or sitting with my stones or, you know, indoors though, you know. I'm not gonna, that's just me. If you want to, then do that. Don't ever let me push my motherfucking practices on you because then you're gonna be limited as a motherfucker because there's a lot that I don't do that is very extremely powerful. But anyway, like I said, outdoor meditation, indoor meditation, shadow work, prayer, um, clean eating. It's a day of both death and rebirth. Those energies, not people dying and people being born. is a day of, Birth, death, and rebirth cycle. You know what I'm saying? Of balance. So take it easy on yourself. You know, be moderate with your eating, your drinking, with what you're eating, with what you're drinking. Get a lot of water, stay hydrated. Self care, basically. Take care of yourself that day. Be more mindful of yourself, of your actions, and your interactions. and the so energies are gonna be high, um, the moon is extremely emotional energy. The sun is extremely passionate energy. Make sure you stay grounded. You don't want to be out here all raw or, or unstable because you weren't grounded properly and trying to tap into these energies, right? You can work and should work, in my opinion, with both on these days and separately throughout the, you know, throughout the year. The moon itself... Um, I'm a moon child. I love the moon. It has several cycles. The moon is a feminine energy and it's good. It I don't want to say it's good. That ugh, it's so judgmental. Um, it's extremely useful when doing works that are extremely dedicated. Something that you can bust out quickly but have long-term effects. The reason I say this is because the moon runs in physically obvious phases, physical obvious phases. You, the new moon is the absence of the new of the moon. We got the first quarter moon. We got the full moon. We got the third quarter moon. You know, it goes through these phases, and in between these phases, you get to see it grow. Every day, you see it grow. You see it weight off, and Working with those phases, allowing. <coughs> I don't want to say allowing, um, putting conscious effort into your workings under the guise of the moon, growing your work as the moon is growing, focusing your and amplifying it during the new, I mean, during the full portion of it, and then slowly closing it out and waning it off. Because even though you want energies to last forever, you don't want to work one energy forever. And (coughs) moon cycle work is a great way to get concentrated, Uh, is a great way to concentrate, like, a bunch of effort into a good 28-day phase. I hope I said that right. We're on the reverse if you are a worker of the sun. Solar works last much longer. Solar cycles last much longer. Um These are very dedicated, extremely persistent acts. Um Well, I would suggest utilizing the sun for your dedicated and persistent acts, things that you want immediate turnarounds, but it's going to be consistent. You know what I'm saying? Like It's not just, oh, I'm doing this work and this is the result. That's the result and the result is the end. No, when you are doing works where your results have a result and that result leads to another result, solar energy is very good for that. It's masculine. It's very determined. It's very um diligent and like I said it's you need a higher level of dedication in my opinion because it lasts so much longer you have to work so much more you know what I'm saying the sun doesn't phase out like um, the moon does it goes through cycles as it moves through celestial bodies so that's a great Oh, I never thought about the sun as a cure. <laughs> it's a great cure or energy to utilize in work that you are willing to do long term for immediate yet everlasting effects, if that makes sense. Um another big celestial um lineup, I guess, <laughs> or event that I like to utilize and I see on the internet. And most people who are into the cosmos like to utilize or in different forces, of spirituality and self-discovery, are <coughs> <Our> retrogrades. <coughs> I've talked about retrogrades before. Everyone seems to have their own opinion on retrogrades. Minds are simple. Retrogrades are for reflection. They are great time, a great period of time to utilize for shadow work, for self-discovery, for not, pause that, self-discovery on matters that you've closed your eyes on, not self-discovery on something that you just never knew. That's a different form of self-discovery. We have parts of ourselves that we have shut off, that we have forgot about that we have ignored. And retrogrades are especially dependent on what specific planet is in retrograde and what specific zodiac it's moving through, it's retrograde. Those are great times for shadow work, for self healing, for again, discovering parts of self that you forgot, that you've blocked off, um, for um, revisiting issues of trauma issues of unresolved issues of that need closure. Retrogrades are amazing for that. A lot of people are fearful for retrogrades. I actually look forward to them because they come with a lot of strength. I mean, think about it in the cosmic um physicality of it. It's a plan, an entire planet. No, it's not really moving backwards. It's just being observed that way. But I mean, do you know how much force and gravity and energy is working? What kind of lineup we're all being in for our perception to see something moving backwards? Like, it's a lot of strength involved in retrogrades and they're very useful tools to utilize. self-healing, self-exploration, and self-discovery. So not necessarily celestial movements, but celestial bodies that are very powerful and useful to utilize in keeping yourself focused and keeping yourself aligned with your higher purpose for drawing strength and energy are the planets i mean why not we live on a planet we're a part of a planet all the planets are a part of each other so we're all part of this whole beautiful cosmic web right and all of the planets possess energies they all have been given dominion or territory over specific actions i um ideas or emotions um Just things that we experience here in our life, communication, time, love, war. I mean, here in the States, most commonly, the planets are associated with Roman or Greek gods and goddesses, but they're deities from every religion, every belief system, every nationality, Associated with the planetary bodies. Understanding them, or rather, identi- learning them or identifying, you know, becoming familiar with, understanding them. That's the best way to utilize these energies, these deities, um, and I guess absorbing and taking in the powers that they possess. The planets, um, they're great because they're available, their energies are available throughout the year. Now, again, if you're into astronomy or astrology, depending on where they are located cosmically at a specific time, you might, you know, be more excited to utilize them or you might choose not to utilize them as they're not in, you know, a place that's desirable for you, for the energy you want to work with. But the planet... Planetary energy is abundant all year round. Again, there's so many ways to tap into it via deity associations, herbal associations, um, stone associations, colors, flowers. There's so many earthly, tangible associations to the planets that utilizing them is, you know, it's easy and it's not like an advanced form of energy work to be, you know, having to be too guarded with. Now, when you work with the deities associated with the planets, yes, that's different. Working with deities is extreme. Deities are extreme, con- extremely concentrated forms of energy, so powerful that they've been manifested or they have manifested themselves into physical um, beings in a sense, kind of like us. And the same way, you know, you don't want nobody just fucking with you, provoking you, asking you for shit all day, all day, all day, all day, and not doing nothing to help themselves or to help you. Yeah, it's the same thing with deities. So if you're working with the deity concepts of them, obviously there are more precautions to be taken. But if you're just working with the energy aspect, like um, let's just say Mars with war, working with the energy of war is not about wreaking havoc is about strength. You know how much strength it takes to go to war. You know how much determination, strategy. You can utilize the energy of war in um, corporation and building a business plan and um, formulate in your ideologies of how you want your life to go. Life is fucking battle. You understand? It's not just about conquering, destroy, and fucking taking hostages and shit. That's a low level way of thinking about war in the first place. And if that's the type of energy you' trying to tap into to each his own, but caution because the deities associated with them kind of rafts—they not nothing to fuck with. But um, moving right along, cause I want to wrap this up. I didn't want this to be extremely long. Um, another one of my favorites to work with are shooting stars. Shooting stars are so beautiful and they're so rare and they're so full of power and mysticism. They're innocent. Little fucking suns just shooting across. The side. I know scientifically they're not little suns; um, they're either meteors, which are rocks on fire moving mad fast off the atmosphere, or they're asteroids, which are like concentrated ice rocks moving mad fast rocks Scoff. And you know, as they're moving, they're melting in that stream of ice is leaving like a smoky trail it's really beautiful if you've never seen the shooting star again guys you guys gotta keep up with the magical beginnings 2021 calendar of spiritual holidays and events i have all the major media showers marked with um the best places to observe them they happen all the time you can see a shooting star like on any day of the year like they're always out there Medias and asteroids are just constantly moving around, but they are more abundant and more easy to see or more observ- easily observable. Oh, they're easily observable during specific times. I got myself. I, 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 my, I'm, this articulation thing is killing me lately. But um, yeah, they're, more, they're easy, more easily observable, but that still didn't make sense, during specific times of the year, specific places. And utilizing their energy is amazing. It's very fast. They're associated with wishes because they're so instant. And when people think of wishes, it's something that you usually want instantly. So that's where the associations come from. Me personally, I like to use the energy of shooting stars more for just wishes, but for feeding my mysticism and my hopes and my aspirations. I'm a very, how my little sister would say, Disney princess-ass bitch. That's exactly how she would say it. Disney princess ass bitch. (laughs) Um, I love a good fairy tale um, on the magic box or in my head. I just am always overflowing. My cup is never full. It's always overflowing with love, hope, and optimism. So I like to use the beauty of shooting stars just to keep my cup overflowing, my emotional cup, my imaginative cup that spark that's me yeah that's what i do with shooting stars um but if that's not your thing they are you know very closely related to solar energy so you can utilize them very similarly as you would use solar energy except for with the longevity part again instantaneous um wishes you know it's like concentrated very fast very instant work and lastly, I wanted to talk about um, very briefly because, it's, again, it's kind of advanced. When I say again, I'm referring to the whole mirror magic um, mention, and I don't think that's in this take. But anyway, if it make it, it make it. If it don't, um, leave me a comment if you want to know more about it. I didn't go deep into that any either because that's extremely advanced forms of energy harnessing. But conjunctions and trains. The reason that I'm mentioning conjunctions and trains are because they are extremely useful. They're not really talked about as much in um, astrology movements, like as retrogrades and the eclipses and things like that. But I guess because it's advanced and you got to have... good handle on, you know, planets, everything that was mentioned above, planetary magic, lunar, solar, things of that nature. But if you have a good understanding and you feel confident, comfortable and confident in the workings all mentioned above, utilizing dreams and conjunctions are great. They're always happening. So, I mean, choose yours accordingly it could be very exhausting. Like I said, they're always happening. That's why I guess a lot of people don't overutilize them because they're always happening. They're to they have they work with so many different bodies. They're when basically both of them are lineups, forms when the planets are um adjacent or um opposite of each other, things of that nature, depending on if it's a train or if it's a conjunction. Um know the type of work you would do would differ and the energies would vary depending on what's in train or in conjunction with what else but again if you're comfortable with planetary um energy working and manipulation trains are really cool because you get to use several of these energies at one time like if mars is trained to um venus you got passion you got on both ends you got passion you got sexuality you got um war you got wrath you got forgiveness that's all kinds of things and depending on where they are and you know how they're lined up you can just utilize that in all kinds of ways to improve um your love your business your levels of empathy and understanding to um you know Make yourself less of a victim if that's how you feel. You know what I mean. Like, there's just so many kind of energies that you can utilize to strengthen yourself and just make yourself the best version of yourself. And to wrap that up, to wrap this all up and tie it all back together, guys. There's always something going on above our heads. Um, I can only imagine. Again, I don't. I said it earlier. I really did like 55 takes, y'all. This was a busy morning. It's been busy lately, and I can't keep letting the busyness stop the podcast. It's not fair to you guys. It's not fair to me because I be having shit to say. And it is a nice amount of you guys who like to listen. I love you guys for listening. So I'm making more of an effort to not let life distract me so where I can't find time to put this together properly. So if I didn't say it, I'm saying it now. If I can only imagine what goes on below our feet. Like, there are a lot of myths about life under the planet, civilization under the planet, what's under the planet. I mean, when I was little, I used to, um, now I understand Astral Project to a place underneath the um, ocean. And I, I just can't wait for it to be discovered. My brother said he saw a documentary where they did discover it. I got to see that documentary. He was so excited because he remembered me being a little kid talking about it. But, um, Yeah, I just can't wait till we understand it better. But we do have a very good view of what's above our heads and keeping your eyes attuned, checking out the Farmer's Almanac and, you know, um, astrology sites, astrology cafe, um, solar movements, things like that. You can just Google these kind of phrases and they'll pull up all these kind of amazing sites and graphs and charts so you can keep up with the um, movements daily for you know those who are like trying to like that's planetary and it it it, it is really deep if you allow it if you indulge in it and there's nothing wrong with that it's power utilize that but again let me wrap this shit up um there's always something going on above our heads and everything's connected so whether we are aware of it or not it's influencing us Awareness is the best way to be prepared and the best way to take advantage of the energies. So, one more pun—I mean, one more plug—if you haven't, log on to www.magicalbeginnershop.com and download your 2021 calendar of spiritual holidays and events. I got the major ones all lined up. The energy is always happening. Utilize it. Don't forget the um, solar eclipses tomorrow. If you're asleep, you're asleep. Fuck it. It Ain't no worries. But if you happen to be up, if you want to be up, set that alarm. I'm going to set mine. Catch that energy. Make it work for you. The next seven days, again, I dedicate it to um, Vesta. Happy Vestalia again. Bake something. Cook something. Light a candle. Um... If you're a domestic, if you're a mom, if you have domestic tendencies, if you're a stay-at-home dad, if you're a baker, if you love to cook, if you love to eat, if you appreciate a home-cooked meal, if you wish you had more home-cooked meals, if you wish you had a domestic partner to take care of, all that good home kind of stuff, shit, it's Vestalia. Acts and you shall receive. Right? Right. Love you guys for listening much i namaste later guys